0: we're talking about dead people in life that the work talks about dead people and that the world is run by dead people and of course it doesn't have to be this big confusing thing if we understand the meaning of it and what our problem is is we don't understand the meaning of things and the reason we don't understand the meaning of things is because we look at the outside of something we don't look at the inside of something we look at something from the outside and we say okay well that's the way it looks so therefore that's the way it is This is one of our problems. So if we take this whole idea of dead people, you know, the world being populated with dead people, you know dead people. There are people who are walking around who are basically dead. You know them. So if we take it literally, then we get that whole image of the Hollywood zombie thing, which is a big thing today, it seems like. Night of the Living Dead was an old, it's an old classic cult film. And that's what kind of started it. And now you have uh, Sean of the Living Dead and Howard of the Living Dead and Susie and the Living Dead, you know, or the uh, Land and Zombie Mania and Resident Evil and on and on and on and on. There are video games. There are television shows. There are, you know, this, the world is the world is suddenly now infested with zombies. And the truth is, is the world really has always been infested with zombies. It's just we didn't know it. And we didn't know it because we're one of them most of the time and now you may not think so but i think so as i look at you i think well you know sometimes i look at you sitting there and i go these people painted on there's just this backdrop and they're all painted on they're not really there they're just kind of like zombies they're not there's nobody home so like i said we're not talking about minus flesh eaters except when we are and the whole idea of zombies is that they eat flesh now they don't eat each other's flesh they eat the flesh of the living. Well, trust me when I say that zombies do indeed eat the flesh of the living. That the living dead, that is people who are walking around who are dead, the people that we know and, the, and some of the people who are sitting in this room, we do eat the flesh of the living. One of the ways they do that, remember what, one of the things Jesus said, unless you eat my body and drink, my flesh is food indeed, my blood is drink indeed. Unless you eat my body and drink my blood, blah, 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 blah. Remember this? And people went crazy. People went crazy because they took it literally. I mean, people of the time went crazy. People still go crazy about that. They take it literally and they go, oh, it's cannibalism. This was one of the big things about Christianity in the early days, that the dead people were tearing at Christianity, tearing at the life of Christianity because they didn't understand it. So you had the dead, the zombies, eating the living. The living were the people who understood it, who knew the meaning of this. And you had the dead people who were tearing it down, pulling it down. You still have that today. You have people constantly pulling down everything higher. If it's higher, they're pulling it down. They don't understand it. Now, let's look at what a zombie actually is, according to a dictionary definition. It's a soulless corpse said to be revived by witchcraft. Informally, it's a person who is or appears lifeless, apathetic, or completely unresponsive to their surroundings. (laughs) If you've ever watched what people do while you're driving, you've noticed that the lights are on, but nobody's home with a lot of people behind the wheel. Have you noticed that? Have you ever noticed that about yourself? For example, um, let me see, I think it was Patty, she was driving along and she was with her mother-in-law and her mother-in-law said, oh, the light just went off. And Patty said, what light? I didn't see any light. And she got a ticket in the mail with a picture of her driving through a red light. Zombie land. see? It's like, well, there was somebody driving behind the wheel, but there was nobody home. There was nobody there to pay attention. I don't know where she was. And probably she doesn't know either. That's the thing about us. We don't know where we go when we go to sleep because we're asleep. And we're dreaming about something, and it doesn't really matter what we're dreaming about. So I'm sure you've caught yourself from time to time in an unconscious stupor if you've observed yourself at all. It may be the time you walk into the pantry to try and get something, and you get there, and you stand there in the pantry, and what did I come in here for? I know I came in here for something, but then you have to leave the pantry and go somewhere else, and then you remember, and you go back to the pantry and get whatever it was you... We're looking for. Sounds familiar? Mm-hmm. Okay. So we sleep. This is the bottom line. The lights are on and nobody's home. All this is based on the idea that we're part of a growing, expanding universe. This whole thing about dead people in the work, really, in order to understand it, you need to understand what the work says about the universe. It says that the universe is growing and expanding all the time. Now, interestingly enough, science finally agrees with this. Back when <clears throat> Gurdjieff said this, science didn't think that. Science thought that the sun was getting cooler. It was burning out, it was getting cooler, and the earth was getting warmer or whatever. Anyway, the whole idea is based on this physical concept of entropy. Now, to try and explain entropy is not that easy. In a sense, it's very easy. In another sense, it's not so easy. But we're gonna, I'll, I'll explain two kinds of entropy. I'll, I'll explain physical entropy, then I'll explain psychological entropy, because the only thing we're really interested in is psychological entropy. Who cares about physical entropy? If Jez puts a kettle of water on and boils the water, and he takes the boiled water and he brings it over here and he sets it on the table over here, what will happen is the temperature of the water in that pot will be different from the temperature of the room. Agreed? will be much hotter so what will happen is there will be entropy entropy is an exchange of energy so the heat will radiate out from that pot and it'll warm the room around the pot it'll warm the room a little bit so you'll be able to hold your hand close to the pot and you'll be able to feel before you touch the pot you'll be able to feel that it's warm because it'll be radiating heat energy it'll be giving off energy at the same time the energy in the room will be exchanging with the pot so it will be sucking the energy the heat out of the pot but it will also be replacing it with room temperature it will go to room temperature when it finally does when the pot and the room are the same temperature this is known as maximal entropy entropy is completely maximized it's done there's no more exchange of energy very simple now if you want that to change you have to apply heat to the pot or you have to somehow make it cold so in order to get this energy exchange going again. In order to do that you have to use more energy on the pot. To make it hot you've got to use more energy so you've got entropy starts up again. So now you have minimal entropy. That is, there's a lot of energy going into the pot. Okay, so there's a big exchange of energy, so that's minimal entropy. When there's no exchange of energy, that's maximal entropy. Now, why we're talking about this is because the work says that there's such a thing as entropy when it comes to psychology to our psychological worlds and this is what this is about the whole idea that this is an expanding universe now people want to know how did you get zombies from that well I'm interesting you know what makes me an interesting person I'm interested I'm interested in things I'm interested in people I'm interested in things I'm interested and what that creates is minimal entropy That means that there has to be an exchange of ideas and energy. If you're interested in something, you dig into it. You look after it. You put energy into it. Do you see that? And when you put energy into it, you also get energy out of it. So look at all of the things that I've gotten us into. (laughs) Over the years, look at all of the things that we've done. I mean, I've dragged you to political rallies. Most of the people bought motorcycles when I was into motorcycles, bicycles when I was into bicycles. Everybody got ham radio licenses when I was into ham radio. Why is that? Well, because I was interested in all those things, and my interest was infectious. That's why. Because there was so much energy exchange, there was so much energy flow going on that people were attracted by that. People are attracted by energy. They're attracted by the flow of energy. They're attracted by both negative energy and positive energy. And that's why wars can go on and on. And that's why peace movements can go on and on. Because people are attracted by the energy. That's what we're talking about. And that's how I came up with zombies. What does the work mean when it says the world is populated by dead people? I was getting my hair cut the other day, and when I went in, I'd called ahead and given them my name, so that means that when I get in there, someone, as soon as someone's ready, they take the one who called in. So there could be like nine people waiting, but if somebody called in, then they get to go in. Well, there was a guy sitting there, and he was probably my age or younger, probably younger, but you would have never known that. He was kind of out of shape, but not really for someone my age. For someone my age, most people in America my age are out of shape. I'm not. So why is that? Well, I'm interested in life. I'm interested in exercise. I'm interested in diet. I'm interested in doing things. I'm interested in going places. I'm interested in being with people. I'm interested in talking to people. I'm interested in going and working with people in different countries, different cultures. I'm interested in this work. I'm interested in what this energy that comes from higher, is all we can say, from the conscious circle of humanity. I'm interested in that and there's this constant flow going on. So Because of that, I stay fit. Well, I sat down next to this guy and I looked at him and he just kind of had his head down and he had a big belly, bigger than Rex's belly. And, you know, you see this all the time. It's not something that's unusual. You see people like this all the time. And he was just basically dead. There was nobody home. So the girl called me and I went and he sat there and I went to get my hair cut. Hi, how are you? And I went through the whole thing. We talked and and I did all the stuff that I did. At the end, as she she was taking the thing off, you know, they, they put that, what is that? cape on you, yeah. I was the cape crusader for 15 or 20 minutes while I was having my hair cut. She's a young girl, probably in her 20s, early 20s. And she's cut my hair before. And she says to me as she takes the cape off, I like you, James. (laughs) You're really sincere. It's like, I like you, James. You're real people. And then she said, I get a lot of bleep in here. And what she meant was zombies. I get a lot of zombies in here. I get a lot of dead people in here. I get a lot of people who just are not alive. And that's really the bottom line, isn't it? You know when somebody's alive, and you know when somebody's less alive. And really, that's what the work is talking about. Now, you can find people who are alive in life, but it's very rare to find people who are alive in life and alive internally. There are people who are interested in things in life, but that doesn't make them living beings. That just makes them interested in something in life. That interest could be attracted by life. That could be something that they have no choice about. It's mechanical interest. Do you see the difference? Then there is a directed interest, a directed attention that is very different, and it comes from inside, and it can be placed on something outside in order to get meaning from it, to draw impressions from it, to feed internally on it. This is what this work is about. I don't know how people miss this other than they just play around on the surface of the work, and they never do it themselves, and so they never begin to discover the real meaning of it inside of themselves. And the only place this work has any meaning is inside of yourself. If it has no meaning inside of you, it has no meaning for you. You cannot eat my meaning. See, the meaning that I get from the work, you can't have unless you have it in yourself. You have to get it in yourself. A dead man in a work sense is a man who no longer takes in impressions. He's bored. He's not interested. He's closed. He's not expanding with the universe. You know that the universe is expanding, that it's moving outward at a tremendous speed. Scientists have finally discovered this. The whole thing is expanding through radio telescopes. They found that things are moving further away. Everything is moving further apart. It's not collapsing. It's expanding the universe is actually growing at an incredible rate. Now, when I say an incredible rate, I mean an incredible rate. It's not moving like a snail's pace or walking, or it's not running along like a 5K run, (laughs) you know. It's really moving fast in an expanding direction outward. There's no exchange of energy with such a man, a man who no longer takes in impressions. He eats the same thing, he does the same thing, he's waiting for the bus. I remember when I was in uh, St. Petersburg, I was teaching this work, and this was 1975. I was teaching this work to a group of people. There were probably 50 people. And one guy came, a guy who was on the board. I had this this little group compared to this bigger group that wasn't teaching the work, but he was teaching something else. And I had this little group, about 50 people, mas o menos, you know, more or less. And, And a guy showed up from the big group who was on the board, one of the guys on the board, and he showed up, and he sat in the meeting, and and then he started to come back all the time and he went to the board meeting and he he told the people you know what we're doing down here is nothing it's it's just a bunch of people waiting to die he said what he's doing over there has life he said it really has life he's actually giving you tools to do something about your interstate right now instead of just waiting for something to happen he's actually giving you what you need to do something well the whole idea was these people over here were waiting for the bus they were elderly people, and they were just waiting to die. They'd lived their lives. How many people do you know like that That are middle-aged? They've already lived their life. That's it. They go to work. They come home. They turn on the tube. They pop a beer. They sit down in their chair. They have their drink, and they eat their dinner right there, or maybe they get up and go to the table, and they sit there and watch their favorite shows, and they drink their beers until they get to time to go to bed. Then they go to bed, and they wake up in the morning, and they go to work, and they do what they do at work, and then they come home. How many people do you know like that? Well, let's not even consider that you're like that. I mean, really, that's what we were talking about, wasn't it? In the Light podcast, we were talking about willing to do what you have to do and how difficult it is for us. And the reason it's difficult for us is because we have no valuation. The reason we have no valuation is because we're not taking in impressions. We're dead. We've reached maximal entropy. We've taken all the impressions in that we want now. And now they just all go to the same place over and over again. Was talking to somebody yesterday and I said you know I had a long talk with Jess yesterday and this person says he's so serious and I said yeah he really is serious these days and serious is a serious sign of someone who is reaching maximal entropy it's somebody who is not letting in a lot of new impressions now the reason we had to talk is because he's not so serious as he was before so that tells me that something happened and sure enough as we talked something had happened he's doing something that he has not been doing for a long time And he's getting new impressions. There are new impressions coming in. Or maybe they're the old impressions, but coming in in a new way. So that's what this work is about. A man who exchanges nothing with the outer world or his inner world of thoughts and feelings is a dead man. Without an interchange of energy, force, life, ceases in a work sense. Oh, you're still living. You can still drive your car. You can still spend money. People will still send you credit cards. They'll still send you credit cards and they'll encourage you to run up debt and they'll encourage you to keep going to your job and keep paying the debt and they'll encourage you to stay ahead of it or at least to stay even with it so that they're making a lot of money off the interest. And they don't really care if you ever pay it off as long as you just keep on making payments. That's all they care about. Why? Because they're feeding off of you. That's the dead. That's the zombies eating other zombies in this case. And if that's what you're doing, then you are a zombie. Then you're asleep. If you're just living in debt, then you're asleep. Because that is not taking in new impressions. Can you see that's maximal entropy psychologically? People in life strive for equilibrium between the outer and the inner. That's what people in life do. They want to get everything just so to enable them to have uninterrupted sleep. People work to retire. What are you doing? I'm going to retire. What are you doing? What are you working for? I'm working for this vacation. I'm working to get away from this work. Why? Because I hate working, so I'm working just so that I can stop working. What a life. Really, what a life. First of all, I haven't worked for money in 40 years. I won't do it. Now, this has its ups and downs because people will take as long as you will give. Zombies will take as long as you will give. It's amazing to me that someone would have the audacity. Connie said to me the other day, how could someone ask you to give three months of your life for nothing? How can people do that? It's easy. All you have to do is be asleep. All you have to do is be asleep to the way the universe works and not understand that you have to pay for everything. I actually had someone say, (laughs) this is really funny, they wanted me to take three months of my life, go and live in a foreign country with them. And then one of their family members said, you have to pay for his ticket to get here? Why? Why do you have to pay? Now, some people will never get this. They will never get this at all. They'll never get, they'll agree, "Well, well, yeah, well, really, why should I have to pay? I mean, he's getting to come to a foreign country and he's getting to live here for free. And we're going to feed him, and we're going to give him room and board, and we'll be really nice to him. It's like, yeah, and my time is worth nothing, right? Well, my time worth something, too, you know. And see, it's like that. Yeah, and you're the one who wants to work, but not enough to pay for it. You're the one who wants to work if it's free. You're the one who will go stand in that line over there if they're giving away something free, even if you don't need it and you don't want it. How many people will go and pick up something that's free that they don't want? Then they'll go home and either give, they'll say, "Well, I, I could give it to so-and-so," or, or I could throw it away," or, or "I could do this." Look at you. You know you do this. This is you. If it's free, you'll take it. But I know there's nothing free. Nothing. Everything, everything has a cost. Everything. Everything puts something in or out of balance. And all you have to do is be awake to look at this. It's obvious. it's clear. What you sow, you reap. What you take, you will pay back. What you give. You cannot give away. The way this universe works is you cannot give away what is eternal. It can only increase. We don't know that. So we have this problem. To be psychologically or spiritually dead, to be a zombie, means there's no interchange between the outer and the inner. And like I said, this can happen in midlife. Some old people aren't old, while some young people are already zombies, having reached maximal entropy complacency complacency incidentally you know what complacency is i know you don't so i always look at these words in the dictionary and have a definition for them because i know you don't know what they mean because you speak the language you don't understand it everybody speaks their language they just don't understand it it's called the confusion of tongues oh now you're just no this is what the work teaches don't get angry with me the confusion of tongues people think they know what they're saying and they think other people understand them but this is not true complacency is a feeling of smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievements did you know that no it's a yeah. I feel it a feeling of smug or uncritical satisfaction with oneself or one's achievements the great danger in life is sleep but we don't see it as a danger but rather a coveted state where we imagine that everything will be perfect and we'll be happy and I promise you you won't be and how I know that's true is I look at you now and I see that you're not happy and you are asleep. So I can verify that sleep does not make people happy. Imagination doesn't really make people happy either. It just makes them drunk in imagination. And you know what the esoteric writings say, but I think it's Solomon said something about the guy who drinks too much wine and then look oh, they hit me and I didn't feel anything and this happened and blah 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 the whole idea is that it just numbs you it just numbs you and puts you in this stupor and then you wake up and you want more and the reason you want more is because it's too painful out of the stupor And this is why people want to sleep to avoid the pain of life because this is a pain factory like it or not someone told me the other day it's just so easy to live this life I don't have to work i have my family friends social events blah 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 blah. it's just so easy i just fall right back into it i go right back to my old habits again without ever thinking about it that's maximal entropy that's zombie land that's the outer doesn't challenge the inner and the inner doesn't challenge the outer no exchange of energy psychological spiritual death and what happens when people are in that is they see someone who is alive and they want to latch on to that person, and they want to get some of that energy. There's nothing wrong with that if you're willing to do the work. But if you're just going to try and siphon off their energy, it will never work for you. You will just become addicted. You will just become a groupie. You'll just become a fool. Now, I'm not saying there are not a lot of fools on the planet. There are. There are a lot of dead people. It's like Liz said, who cut my hair. I get a lot of zombies in here, James. She didn't say zombies, but the word she did say was an expletive that had to be deleted because I'm that kind of guy in a podcast. Aha, but in real life, I'm very different. That's so funny. Someone said to me the other day, I just realized that you're doing something and you you said uh, you had desires. There were things that you desired. And she said, and I realized that I had no idea who you are, what your life is about. Right. We just imagine we know. You hear this voice, you hear all these ideas, and you imagine you know the person. You don't know anything, nothing at all, really. All you know is your own projection, your own projection. You don't know me at all. I said that one time, and somebody got all annoyed and wrote about that. He says nobody knows him. Who does he think he is? I think I'm the person who nobody knows, just like you are. I think nobody knows anybody on this planet. You don't know yourself, and you can't know anybody else. When you know yourself, then you begin to know other people. I get too many emails like this. I can't stand it to keep staying the same way, doing the same things all the time. I've had enough of this going through the motion's existence. This is a direct quote from an email that I got. This person is ready to do something radical. This person wants a change. This person is sick to death of zombie land and maximal entropy. This person wants something different, something to happen. This person wants an energy exchange and is willing to take a big risk to get it. Sometimes that's what it takes. Sometimes you have to do something big. But you see, with maximal entropy, you don't have the energy to do that. All the energy exchange is stopped. You're just kind of like floating around in a tank of 98.6 degree water, just floating in it, a saline solution. And it's very comfortable, and it's dark, and it's quiet, and it's just the right temperature. That person just went through an upheaval hell that most would actively eschew at all costs. The world would consider what happened to that person a great tragedy. The world is populated by zombies. Let the world consider it a great tragedy. This person is using it for work. This person is using it to get minimal entropy, to get an energy exchange going in their life so that they can grow, so that they can begin to feed the inner man and let the outer man be famished for a while because he's already too fat. And it's not exactly starving him because we'll never starve the outer man but it is weaning him from his overeating habits and let's face it people the outer man is an overeater he's a fat slob he just gorges on the same empty impressions constantly empty calories we tend to follow interesting people people who are interesting are people who are interested doing things exploring things going for it regardless of their age or their situation we must will life grab it by the throat rather than let it pull us around by the ring that's in our nose and what's the ring that's in our nose old associations all of these acquired habits and thought patterns that we have that's the ring that's in our nose and life pulls us around by that all this must be done from the right state or else we turn into control freaks run by fear that's not the same thing as grabbing life by the throat that's slashing at life because you're afraid of it there's a difference trying to control it trying to run it trying to make it do what you want it to do thats a big difference grabbing it by the throat is taking opportunities taking opportunities to get meaning, to exchange energy. When we actively direct our interest in things in life, we exchange energy with life from the inside outward. When we take the work into ourselves, we find a new source of energy. When you direct your attention to something in life, consciously, willfully, to get energy, to get meaning, you do something to expand yourself internally. You are getting energy from that thing. You are exchanging energy. You are giving energy, but you are getting energy. That's good. As long as that energy flow is going, you have minimal entropy. You're alive. It's when that energy flow stops that you start to die. We begin to observe ourselves. We begin to apply these ideas to ourselves. Then an exchange of energy happens with this work. When you actually start to see yourself as you are, energy exchange, isn't there? It's like, oh, my God, I had no idea I was so messed up. And then you have some valuation. Maybe not a lot. Maybe the first thing is just depression, oh God, it's awful, I'll never make it. But then later, if you keep observing, if you keep doing the work, there's an energy exchange. Some energy comes to you from something higher and you have the energy to observe more. And you observe more and then you find out more. And the more you find out, the easier it is to stop things from going the same way they always went. It's the car that you didn't see that hit you. <laughs> I read an insurance report one time, and this is literally what it said. The woman's statement was, a car came out of nowhere and hit me. Now, we look at that, we, we laugh, but you have said things like that. Well, that car came out of nowhere. Well, first of all, cars don't come out of nowhere. What that means is, you came out of sleep when you saw the car, but it was too late. That's what it means. But we don't say that. We said, it's the car's fault, it came out of nowhere. It wasn't my fault that I didn't see it. It was the car's fault for coming out of nowhere. Isn't that just like us? We don't observe ourselves. We're asleep. Self-complacency stops when we begin to use these ideas on ourselves and exchange energy with the work. We feel more empty. Do you feel more empty when you start to observe yourself? Do you see what you lack? Do you see that you're not the wonderful, virtuous, generous person you thought you were? you see you're not nearly as keen as you thought you were not nearly as spiffy and wonderful that's good that's this work it makes you hungry we find life is not what we've taken it to be this reduces our entropy and energy can begin to flow again between the inner and the outer just like when we were children you know you look at kids and the energy that they have with life you know a bug a bug they can spend hours with a bug an ant farm hello can you do that why you're dead you're a zombie not in every area but in many areas and they were bringing children to him so that he might touch them energy exchange he might touch them but the disciples rebuked them but when Jesus saw this he was indignant and said to them permit the children to come to me don't hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these truly I say to you whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child will not enter it at all that's in Mark chapter 10 verses 13 through 15 The kingdom is an expanding awareness, an expanding consciousness. The kingdom is this place where you are exchanging energy all the time, where this is going on. You can't enter it unless you are like a little child. What does that mean? A little child is open. A little child wants to learn. But we know everything already. We know exactly what that person's like. We know exactly what they intend. We know exactly what they're thinking. We know just what they meant. And we're wrong. And instead of being wrong and coming from our wrongness, we're so proud and arrogant, we come from our rightness all the time. And we're proud and arrogant, and that keeps us asleep. Filled with self-complacency and self-admiration, we soon reach maximal entropy and begin to die psychologically, to die spiritually. If we stop being so full of ourselves, making a place for new ideas, energy flows. When that energy flows, it changes from death to life. It just reverses the flow from death to life. When we start to observe ourselves and see that we're not as wonderful as we thought, then we're not complacent anymore. We're not so smug about our achievements or with ourselves. We haven't reached it. We haven't attained it yet. We look at life and we see that no matter what we have in the outer, I don't care what kind of a car you drive, who you're married to, what your salary is. I don't care where you live. I don't care about those things. I care about what is going on in your internal world. That is what interests me. That is why I travel all over the world and work with people. That's why I give my time and energy, because I'm interested in inner development. And when you find the pearl of great price, that is someone somewhere in the world who's actually willing to work, actually willing to do something, it's amazing what you'll do for that person. The universe will tax every grain of sand on every planet in every galaxy to help that person. Because this is all about self-development and that's what the universe wants us to do because that's what you were created to do, is to develop yourself. We must see we have to undergo metanoia. We need to take things in a new way, get new impressions if we want different energy. Metanoia, again, changing your mind. Most folks can't take anything that goes against self-love. We talked about this yesterday. This is living death. It will turn you into a zombie. Zombies stick together. Let the dead bury their dead. Remember that? when we really begin to observe ourselves properly according to the work sincerely we realize we're not the virtuous good people we thought we were this makes us false personality more passive so that energy can flow from higher sources giving us new energy yes it's hard yes you get hungry yes you get disgruntled with yourself yes that's true you do yes you can even get depressed but you can get out of it esoteric teachings are to reduce entropy This is hard on self-love, but you're a lot tougher than you think, a lot tougher than you think. You're wrong more often than you know. I mean, trust me on this. You are wrong much more often than you know. And if you could come from your wrongness rather than your rightness, it wouldn't be such a problem. You wouldn't laugh when you heard, you're wrong more often than you know. I would be saying to you, you're right more often than you know. And you'd be saying, I don't think so. But now, I tell you, you're wrong more often than you know, and it's a shock. Study the Sermon on the Mount, chapter 5 of Matthew. It's all about giving you an opportunity to stop thinking that you're right, which increases spiritual death. You know, you think you're right. You're just increasing spiritual death. When you're right, you're dying. Do you get this? When you're right, you're dying. Being right is being dead. I don't know how to put it any clearer. Being right is being dead. No, it's being happy. No, it's being dead. And that's why you're happy, because you're in imagination. You're in sleep. It's turning you into a zombie. Every time you see that you're wrong, you let in new energy. Every time that you see that you're wrong, it's a shock. You let in new energy. That's why when I said, you're wrong more than you know, it let in new energy and you left. You felt lighter. Empty yourself of empty self, as they say, to start a flow of higher energy into your internal world. Begin the healing process from zombie to new man. You can do this. It's doable. It's possible. Yeah, it takes small steps and it takes consistent effort. And you have to do it according to the way the work tells you how to do it. You have to obey the work. You can't obey yourself. You have obeyed yourself and your parents and the world. This is where it got you. Oh, you may say to yourself, well, that's not so bad, fine. Then stay in your self-complacency, zombie. Stay with your achievements, then fine. If that's enough for you, then you're dead. There's no more energy exchange. You've reached it. You've reached your maximum. You've reached maximal entropy which is spiritual death, or at least the beginning of spiritual death. Often the practical application of these ideas sounds like it's going to be easy. The ideas sound great. When we actually run into a situation or person who's being a little more difficult than we'd like, we find it's not as easy as we thought it was going to be. If you've hit a snag with some aspect of this work and its practical application in your everyday life, I invite you to write James at SolidRockVista.com. Sometimes a fresh perspective is all it takes to get us back on the right track.